In a world where the it thing is always changing, sometimes you need a tour guide or two to help you find your way to pop culture's paradise. If you find yourself reminiscing or in need of a good recommendation, these two have you covered. And now, here's your hosts, Joey and Jeff. Hey, I'm Jeff. And I'm Joe. Now, if you caught any of last week's show, you know that I sent Joe out on a double challenge. I challenged him to go to a wrestling event and also to find me a Jim Cornette figure. Joe, how did you fare? The WWE was in town, so I saw them. And I tried to find this Jim Cornette figure. Uh, Unfortunately, I knew your autograph signing was on Sunday, so I couldn't just mail you out mine. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) He doesn't have a racket or anything. Did he come with a racket? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one did. I decided I had to go see WWE Wrestling because I don't think I've seen it since I scored tickets from you when you worked at the radio station here. Yeah. And what a difference that time period makes because the one I saw back then was right after The Shield broke up and Dean basically spent every show trying to kill Seth Seth Rollins. Seth Ambrose, that's their fan, <laughs> that's their fan fiction name. Yeah. But what a difference, because they go from the house show where they try to kill each other to now they were in the tag team main event against Drew McIntyre and your favorite, somebody you want to walk with. Elias? I was actually going to say Dana Brooks, but oh. no, oh, it's, yeah, it, it was too. Elias. All right, so everybody like cheers him, and they kept being like, Walk with Elias. Walk with Elias. And they finished all his sentences. So I'm like, well, he's being a face. And that kind of yeah. drives me nuts because he's in the heel role. Yeah. Is that WWE stands for? Walk with Elias! Not that it really matters. I know people make huge deals about that, and I used to. But I'm kind of like, if you're a heel, be a heel. So then he busts out his song on the guitar, and he goes, well, I got here early, and I was walking around downtown, you know, enjoying the old town, and everyone in the crowd is like, it's Old Port! Old no. Port! I came in the morning earlier today, and I was walking around Old Town area. I went to DeMillo's. You went to DeMillo's? And they're like, Old Port! Old Port! <laughs> And he's like, excuse me, I uh, I must have got it wrong. Apparently it's Old Port. Shows <laughs> then, how much I care about this city. <laughs> boo! And they all just raid booze, didn't they? That just shows how little I care about this city. Oh, yeah. And it, luckily, because my phone died at this point. So I was, A, I was like, oh, I can't send Jeff his favorite wrestler right now. I can't send this video to you. Yeah. But B, I wanted to capture that part where he says, Old Town, Old Port, because I'm like, that's yeah. so main. Oh, yeah. L- luckily, my thing is, is that if you go to any show, somebody there has got their camera. And eventually, if you look up on YouTube the next day, you'll find somebody's version of this. So you don't have to waste your life ruining yeah. like a concert or a wrestling event. Just find somebody, some other sucker who did it. Yeah. So I did find somebody online who has it. So when you get around to listening to this podcast or seeing the video version, yeah. there will be an example. 
one of the things that I wanted to ask you about the show, and I'm glad that I sent out this challenge, because I feel like you're now starting to get like a little bit more interested than you have been in the past. Is that fair to say? No, that's definitely fair to say. I, you know me, I, I've, I lapse in and out. Like I got, I keep tabs of it. I got this memory that doesn't forget any of this stuff from yeah. when I do remember it. But I don't want to be one of those people that gets so negative about the product. Then it's just like, yeah. just stop. You're not going to, you don't really have, you can say online what you'd want them to fix or what you think they can do better. And you may be perfectly logical, but at the end of the day, does it, like that make that much sense to no. spend your time doing like, so there was another match of the card. And I can, you can already guess what my reaction was, uh, how I felt about it. So the Revival faced the B team. Who do you think won? <laughs> Judging by the tone in your voice right there, I'm going to say the B team won. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I could go on one of those internet rants that's yeah. about how they ruin every single thing that NXT does awesomely, and then they just yeah. ruin it when they come to the main roster. But really, who wants to hear another person complaining about the burial, burying of the revival? But let me ask you this. Did you enjoy the match? Like, was it fun? Like, were you entertained? Well, I just have one thing to say. B team, B team. All right. The main thing that I wanted to ask you about from the show. Uh, so the night that you were there, I was actually DJing my first ever bar mitzvah. But that's a vlog for another channel. And you sent me a text message. How many channels do you have? <laughs> Too many. So you're, you sent you're, me. You're the rapper, the podcaster about wrestling, but also now about pop culture. But you're the radio yeah. guy, but you'll do skits. And I know you've done voice animation acting for me. Well, all I can say is what? The Tricky Raiders. Now you're yeah. scratching the collector's bug itch. That and then is you wanna... strictly your fault. Yeah, well, I blame the rest. You know what? I blame it on mom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. She is the enabler. But oh, I was getting like to... you did. You haven't followed her too. Yeah. What? One time we went to a flea market, and Jeff's just so excited to go to this flea market that he's like, "That's a giant M and M jar. I yep. need it, Jeff. It's chipped. I could put M and M's in there." Because <laughs> that's <laughs> what one logical person would do, right? Well, yes. I mean, it's a big M and M jar. It actually was pretty cool. Come back the next week. I'm like, how's that working out? Well, I bought a gigantic bag of M&M's, but the bugs have gotten into it and are eating okay. everything, right. well, and I'm not in the station. Here's the thing. My old apartment was in a house that was built in the 1800s, and they had sugar ants, something fierce. So I had bought this, like Joe said, a giant bag of peanut M&M's because that's like my go-to snack. I filled that sucker to the tippy. And I went in there, and I dug in, and I grabbed a handful, <laughs> and there were just hundreds and hundreds of ants crawling on my hand, down my arm. I was so pissed. I wanted to break the jar. Well, you were making, you were making a handful of yard sale mistakes. No. I would say about half your purchases from that time period were gigantic busts. Yeah, He was right. buying N64 games that he didn't know too much about. And then he ended up buying a Japanese version of Diddy Kong Racing that he couldn't get to fit in his system. Then he bought, <laughs> then he bought a light up Red Bull sign that didn't end up working. 
All right, let me let me jump back to the Diddy Kong real quick and defend myself here, okay? So I picked it up because I've heard amazing things about it, and I figure it's got to be just like Mario Kart racing, but You're, Donkey Kong people, right? You are okay, right, so because uh, I've heard uh, most people put it in that Mario Kart racing, uh, Crash Bandicoot team racing. They put it up. Some people put it right in that top three. So you did pick so a good game. So here's the thing. I didn't really know the difference between Japanese games and American games, and you couldn't use them on different consoles and vice versa. Like, I didn't know that. Okay, so here's where things got shady with the guy that I had bought it from. I'm like, so this is going to work on, like, my like Nintendo 64. Yes, I got it. I go to – it won't – it won't fit in the console. And I, I call Joe. I'm like, what's the deal? He goes, you bought a Japanese game. What do you expect? So I bring it to a store. I trade it in. The guy changes the carts. He changes the cases and sells it. And somebody can use it on their American console. I'm like, why didn't you just tell me that I could do that, asshole? Well, because this place, uh, I don't know. Should we name them? Name drop them? Even though we'll probably go back to some point to get more stuff from them. I don't know, dude. Jeff and the employee, just, they're not compatible people. No. <laughs> Sometimes you expect customer service when you go to these places. Like, somebody who wants to sell a product goes out of their way to sell you the product. Not even right. be particularly needy. Because I could see somebody being like, all right, this person has a million questions. What was your question that you asked when you wanted to buy a video game console? So here's the thing, right? They say that the, the customer is always correct. But in this guy's mind, the customer isn't even there. So it, it wasn't a console, actually. I wanted to pick up... I think I had already gotten the console, but it was the Super Nintendo controller that I was trying to buy from him. And you didn't and want it, one of those bootleg ones. No, I wanted, like, the real deal. Like, I was like, I'm, I'll drop the money to have, like, the real feel. You know what I mean? So I'm looking at one in the glass case. Like, I'm knocking on the glass case, and I go, I'll take – I'll go, I want to have that Super Nintendo controller. He goes, well, yeah, we don't have any. I'll have to wait until the owner comes back. And I go, no. Knocked again on the glass. I'm like, I'm pointing right at it. I'm like, this one right here. He goes, yeah, we just don't have any. And I said, you're not even here with me right now. I want this one. I seriously was about to lose my flipping mind, dude. And with this it was, place, it's not one of those stores where, like, you're getting a great deal or it's out in the open. This is oh, legit no. marked up in yep. a glass case for probably like eBay prices. eBay price, yeah. And yeah. you know what? At the time, if you're in a pinch, fine. Just you'll. I'm the kind of guy, and I think Jeff is too, is that I will take the extra few bucks hit to just have it, okay? Convenience. Not, it's right there. I'm not trying to be like the Game Chasers or any of these other shows where I want to get the best deal. I totally see the value in it. But when you factor in gas and just like wanting to have something or the experience, yeah. fine. If the thing is in the case, you would expect <laughs> that somebody would be like, oh, yeah, this oh. is a store. I sell things. He was just like, yeah, peace and love, man. Yeah, I don't have it, man. Well, no, I mean, man. and that sort of brings me in, like, the other thing we both wanted to do this weekend was scratch the edge of picking up more retro stuff. And, like, you know the Strange Main store? Yeah, man, that has so, some strange stuff. <laughs> it really does. It's 
a lot of it's tapes and records, but there's yeah. like I basically think they take anything at this point. But half their store is filled with display pieces. You're like, can I buy that? No. No, that's not for sale. <laughs> so like, I see this uh, 1980s or something stuffed Wolfman doll, and I'm kind of wanting to get more Halloween stuff. And I'm like, all right. So I've already spent a couple bucks here. What's the price on that thing? Oh, that's not for sale. Yeah, you there's can't like, have that. There's like three of us that run the store, and we don't know each other's prices. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Nobody wants to sell anything. Like, you literally have cash in your hand, and you're trying to give it to them. They won't take it. I don't understand. Like, this is my hard-earned money, and I want to spend it here. So do you think it's like a sign from the universe almost when they, when the person comes back and doesn't want to sell it? Because I, I was thinking like after, I'm like, all right, so what if he would have told me that Wolfman's 25 bucks? That wouldn't have been so far out of the realm that I wouldn't have justified buying it because after parking and WWE stuff and food yeah. all day, I, clearly my wallet's already bleeding and crying out for help. <laughs> yeah. That I wouldn't have just said, well, screw it. It's like 30 years old and it's awesome. Like, why yeah. wouldn't I want? So, for him not to throw out a number, I feel like I saved myself 30 bucks for something I really didn't need. Yeah, but that's just ridiculous, man. Like, the price is the price. <laughs> Come on, right? Yeah. All right, but we got a, we got a little bit off track uh, jumping into talking about your adventure out finding this stuff in these oh. retro shops. <laughs> but you also sent me out to retro shops as well. And I want to dive into that because I have kind of like a haul that is almost as big as like episode one. And uh, so I don't know. If, I don't know if this is going to transform this podcast into like a wrestling figure podcast, but I don't know. We both enjoy this stuff. So, well, I, I guess at this point in this pop culture paradise, we're making our own enjoyment. So I just take it during this period, if this podcast goes on a while that it's Jeff's bone cruncher phase yeah, to the point where he either is. gets all the bone crunches he wants or he burns out. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but and me and you, me and you have actually been talking. Maybe I sell you all my loose bone crunchers so I can then try to refine them in the package. And here's the thing. I totally need to. I just want to show the audience the example of what I noticed from my bone crunchers. They have all, well, so back in the day when these things chipped paint, a lot of it was black. So oh, yeah. we're just thinking, all right, well, I guess you could always get a Sharpie. Well, yeah, the most logical <laughs> choice, right? I mean, a Sharpie's black, and uh, what is it really made out of? There's more blue ink. Then you put it away, and it scuffs, and it runs, and then you get it. <laughs> so you get let me show it to the camera here. Look at this. You see, the problem is, all right, the the bone crunchers are like 90% rubber. So the marker just spreads off onto one figure in your box or your bin, and then it goes to the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one, and they're all ruined. Yeah. So basically, anything I've kept since childhood that is a wrestling figure, it is looking rough. Uh, the Titan Trons and the real scans, those are all right. Uh, yeah. The LJNs have never looked all right. <laughs> Can I show you this LJN that Dude, I have? Dude, the LJNs pretty much came out of the box screwed up. 
look at this macho man. All right, well, one, he's missing a hand. <laughs> All right, so what would it look like if Macho Man went outside to do a little work in the sun? Oh, my God, Macho has a dude. farmer's tan. <laughs> no, dude, he has third-degree burns on his back, bro. What did you do to him? Oh, yeah, Macho Madness going in and saving little kids from having their house burned down. But, That's outrageous, bro. So they've never looked good. And that kind of led me to, A, I wanted to broadcast how bad these things can turn out if you leave them alone for a while. B, yeah. I wanted to show the Major Wrestling Brothers podcast some of our creations, so I had to pull those out. Yeah. But C, your enthusiasm for Bone Crunchers has now made me want to go back and get clean copies of these and then put yeah. them on my figure display, which... Honestly, I have no idea where I could find any more room. Dude, you Without... don't have any. No. It's so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, I think at this point I'm going to have to buy those bone crushers off you. You have – because he's got this big tin uh, – not tin. What? A tin one. It's like one like of those, anything. like, plastic – yeah, one Totes. of those plastic bins you'll buy at Walmart. Yeah, like a tote, like if you were to and move the... like I did. Yeah, and the tote – has a bunch of wrestling figures that you bought off your sister's boyfriend at the time. Yeah. And all these guys are super clean. Like, nobody ever played with them. So, yep. already the concept is way foreign to myself and to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are the arms being re-glued back on? Or this monstrosity, you remember him? <laughs> I don't understand what he was supposed to be. Flash? He has white, <laughs> Flash. He has white hands. <laughs> He's a businessman. Yeah, he's something. <laughs> and then we have this guy, if you want to remember him. And also, I'm pretty sure you tried to forget him. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't. All right, so that was like Bradshaw's body with like Thrasher's face, right? Yes. Yeah, with, yeah, the assless chaps. That's <laughs> classy. And then you mentioned, you mentioned about our, our customs, and you're showing some of them right now. I can't believe you have these still. But I think my favorite custom we ever did was our Jeff Hardy. Oh, and you know what? Uh, I One day I took all these broken figures and customs and things that were just falling apart. And I was filming for my uh, animation special that I used to do yeah. called Joe's Dumb Show. Uh, if you can look, I think I pull them offline or online because they're not well animated, but the concept is there. It was like if I had a talk show with celebrities. And one of the ones was called Jerry Seinfeld's Fourth of July, where him and I have a conversation about what we did for Fourth of July. And I reveal that I trapped a bunch of people and murdered them. And what my murder footage was was of me sticking a bunch of broken wrestlers in a fire pit. Why? <laughs> and setting off a ton of fireworks. And one of my sister's favorite stories is the neighbor at the time flipped out because me and my cousin Nikki were out there doing this. And it's just burning plastic up in the air. And, and it stinks so bad. Yes. And he runs over and starts screaming, my kids are going to be breathing this. <laughs> and his sister goes, well, you should have just said, my Nikki is breathing this. Yeah. <laughs> and I clearly don't care about his well-being. So there is footage of all these wrestlers just slowly melting. And he might be in there. But I did save your favorite. Rakishi All right, so Zuna? this was yeah, this was uh, this was Joe says, "Hey man, 
I think I have a Rikishi for us now. Oh, really? Like, you know, w what did you do? Oh, I took some sort of yellow, like, acrylic paint, and I just painted up Yokozuna. So now he just has blonde hair. <laughs> it is so bad. So bad. He looks like he got into some custard pie. <laughs> just He did. <laughs> He's like, I don't care as long as I can eat it. I know, and it doesn't even, like, it didn't even fully yellow. You still see black streaks. No. It looks like that no. time that you went to Scotty Too Hotty to your costume party. Dude, that was fire. But I still took second place. That was bullshit. You, you want to let it go at any point? Dude, I will never <laughs> let that go. That was the sweetest outfit. I had Tim do the custom pants for me with, like, the graffiti paint. I had the, the top hat with the hair. I bleached. I bleached my hair blonde. <laughs> For an eighth grade Halloween contest, that I lost. Did you, did you get a picture of yourself as Scotty Too Hotty? Uh, you know what? I'm sure there's some somewhere. I'd have to call up my ma. Because I have a picture from of like a week or two after when the hair dye went wrong. Yeah, and then it started it, to go orange. Yeah. So it is. We had to go to the island. To my mom's friend had something, and I was like, Jeff, you want to come along? Okay, sure. Yeah. Jeff was more Anything than happy to home. get away from home, yes. Yeah. So there's a picture of us just hanging out at the dock, both doing the DX crotch chop, and you have the orangish hair that I could... You like Garfield's hair. Yeah, <laughs> it would look ridiculous. You said you picked up some bone crunchers. I did. I still... Remind me to circle back and ask you about the text you sent me Saturday night, okay? Okay. But I do want to jump in... My bone crunchers itch is in full f effect right now, and uh, I can get yeah, some calamine lotion for that. <laughs> you haven't seen any of these yet. Okay. So I'm pretty pumped for you to see what I've picked up. All right. Bin number one, or bag number one per se. We got ourselves nothing too special. It's like a Stone Cold Steve Austin shotgun Saturday night kind of deal. All right. Uh, I picked it up. It's in, like, great shape. I got it for $3. Uh, and, so uh, here's the problem we had earlier is that I was talking about how the markers got all over all these figures. Every Stone Cold that I have has this terrible black marker and black scuff all around his head. Yeah, I was going to say, it gets on his bald head. <laughs> so he basically has Rogaine actually going. But one of them also is that uh, Stone Cold that you got last week. Yeah, and it's the remains of what was the Brian Christopher figure, or the Scotty, or whatever we did the customs of one time. Yeah, and so he's got orange all around his head. <laughs> this is lousy. This one I was pretty pumped about, uh, and again, like a lot of these cards are in great shape. Uh, this is Ringside Collection Series Two, Honky Tonk Man. Yeah, this one's kind of sweet. I was jealous you had that because. I never saw that thing in stores, because I know the rest of that set is uh, Slaughter and Cornette, Cornette and Jim Ross, cameraman Vince and the ref. No, uh, cameraman isn't in this one. But okay, Jim Ross is. Yeah. So like I had all the other ones, but I never saw that one. And then uh, when you got that tote with the wrestling figures, one of the very mm -hmm. first ones I saw in there was that Honky Tonk Man. I'm like, how the hell did everybody have this but me? And I was the yeah. junkie at the time. <laughs> now, I mean, that one isn't technically a bone cruncher, though, right? No, that's a barely move figure. I was going to say, like, it's all, like, super hard plastic. 
Like, I probably would have hated that It's like around that, that same time, so to me, it's kind of cool. Like, I would have hated using that figure. Yeah. But I also would have loved it. It's kind of like that Luna figure. Just to have the that person and another, yeah. another wrestler at the time, I would have been pumped about. But to actually use, no. It's like with the Hasbro, uh, the Rick Rude, the headlock. And you're yeah. like, this sucks. And the Ric Flair one's like that, too. It sucked. Yeah. All right, so this uh, this next one here, I, you actually know about this one because I sent you a picture of it while I was at the store. But this one was special to me because I was actually at WrestleMania 14. And this is the Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 14. I'm jealous. Which you I got thought that in the was box. just super, super cool in box. It's in great shape. He's got the white tights. He's got the vest. And you get the special, you know, Shawn Michaels just like wrestlemania 14 standy in the back there so basically the reason i have to buy new all new hasbros is look i have that Shawn michaels and i actually my aunt found another one and she just mailed the me best it. but she? this Shawn michaels his head's glued on yeah that happened a lot with those man well i mean all right so here's the thing the jacks figures they're not incredible by any means like these were definitely made to be mass produced oh yeah but I don't know. For some reason, they're just, I don't know. They're kind of special to me. I didn't have a lot of these ones when I was younger. You know, I, I definitely had my fair share of the Trons and stuff, you know? Yeah. But I, I, I remember you having more of these than I did. Oh, I had a crazy amount of these ones. And, uh, Joe's parents were rich. Mine weren't. Bullshit. <laughs> Comfortable. And, and, yeah. and they saved. Hardly rich, but also my mom's a collector too, so she get she got hype about all this stuff. So Joe gets it from his mama. Yeah, and by extension, it comes over to you because you've spent so much yeah. time at this house. But yeah. like I, you know what? I, one of the ones I went down to Boston recently. Boston. And you know that big uh, building where it has all the different food. Like all yep. the rest. I said one of the first things Jeff had me do was we had a King Middle School field trip and sixth grade. So it's in that weird area about action figures. Everyone's too cool now. Yeah. But just Not like us. just like, dude, you've got to fill up your backpack. You've got to have a bunch of matches down in the middle of this place during the field trip. So I like bring like twenty action figures down there. The two of us are just Freaking having action figure matches in sixth grade, oh, yeah. right in the middle of a Boston field trip. Why <laughs> right, not? Right, right in the middle while everybody else is like, "I'm gonna spend my money to go get pizza at this restaurant." And yeah, was, and we're and like, we're like, I think it was like a f aquarium trip or yeah, or like a historical tours thing. But we're like, it's a super basic <laughs> kind of deal. This one. Uh, I wasn't so happy that I got, but it is part of the Bone Crunchers collection. But it's one of these weird ones. That's when you have an addiction. Slammers. You buy something you're not even happy that you bought. Yeah, this is a slammer. This is Bret Hart. He has that like thing on his back for him to do like a body slam of some kind. Yep. But he has he has the glasses, which I thought were really cool. I like that part about it. You know and, how body uh, slams go like this. Joe, this one I might be the most proud of. All right, what is this? Because I scored this. Look at the price. I scored this for two dollars. Oh, and that and I already can see the box is really old. Yeah, it is a it is a Superstar Series Three Ahmed Johnson. 
And you know how big of an Ahmed fan that I was. Well, I know one of your favorite tapes to fall asleep to is the WWF Action Zone. Yeah, there's just so much action. Well, Ahmed Johnson, right before he does his body his body splash. Well, <laughs> who makes that, that sound, noise? That sound you just made looks like his face. Two dollars, Superstar Series Three, Psycho Sid. Like what? All right, for a million dollars, what is the face that Sid makes when he's caught jerking off? Probably this one. <laughs> And this is interesting because he has on the blue trunks. So this is like Sid Justice, isn't it? Uh, no, because he, he didn't come back well, as any of that. I know, but that's that, that, that that's the color he wore when he was Sid Justice was blue. What if he had his own show where it was Psycho Sid just out there serving the law enforcement? I'd be all about that. He And then he like he picks up his victim as he's running away, power bossing, and he just goes, You just got served, Sid Justice. Yeah, and this has the KB Toys sticker on it. Remember that spot, KB? KB Toys was the absolute best. Like I kind of, yeah. I liked it better than Toys R Us because it was so like white trashy, and you you could buy mad toys for cheap because they'd overbuy. Uh oh, uh oh, it's not fresh Dude. on card anymore. Am I gonna am I gonna have to let Vader breathe right now? Through the mask. No, like, am I going to have to open him? No. It's already cracked open. Yeah, you said the same thing about my starting lineups when I was younger. Okay, so here's Vader. And uh, this was the, I don't know, Special Edition Series 1. Yeah, this was my most bizarre pickup, and I felt like a little bit of a pervert, and you know which one I'm talking about. Yeah, but they talk about they talk about Stomp all the time on the Major Wrestling Brothers podcast, so... I think you had to get Stomp. I had the first two series where they weren't in... Is This one's in space, right? Yeah, this was Stomp Series 3. And here's... Ah, it's just Sable. And you know how much I love Sable. I got this one for $5. So in the pot, the very first podcast, I talked about how Jeff had his Sable Bomb shirt. But the other thing I remember is in Jeff's bedroom was a gigantic Sable poster. Yeah. And if I'm guessing... Did I get you that for your birthday? I think you did. And if you remember even more, I had the Sable VHS as well. I be, I got you that Sable poster, and I got you the Orgasmo VHS. Which Dude, was N- we should not have which been was watching NC Orgasmo 17. And yeah. I remember convincing my mom, we went to Strawberries when they were around, which was like a record uh, CD VHS distribution store. Yeah. And being like, oh, man. Jeff was telling you about this movie. It's the funniest movie. I'm going to get it for him. Okay. Yeah, no, my parents never gave a <laughs> shit about ratings about anything. And I know that that Strawberries was super strict about stuff. Because I went to buy, uh, I want to say, like, I can't even remember what the CD was at the time. And they were like, oh, parental advisory. You can't buy it. All right, I'm just going to go to uh, Newberry's next door. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. Yes. Something's wrong with this. All right, so Jeff really needed a Lex Luger vibrator. No, 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 no. He was tell jealous who, that tell, I had a Lex okay, Luger vibrator. Tell me who the, who who this is. The total package, Lex Luger. Okay. Gah! You you at home, tell me who this is. Okay? Fabio. 
but look who it says it is on the card. The Taskmaster? Yes, it even has the Taskmaster's name on the bottom. <laughs> it says the Taskmaster on the card. Dude, is this some sort of like box screw up that I that I own? Can you afford to pay me to take correctly? God! It says that it says the Taskmaster. I didn't even read that. I just I immediately recognize this is Lex. This is Lex Luger. What kind of disgusting, despicable lack of respect? This is not the Taskmaster, Joe. No. What is going on here? Look. Yes, here's Lex Luger right here on the back. Same picture. That's him. Yeah. Well, Why is it saying? And look, the Taskmaster is wearing all red on the back in, in the series that he's in. This is Lex Luger in a Taskmaster box. What is that about? Yeah! I don't know! I don't know! That's so weird to me. Is that weird to you, though? That's super weird. Like, I know you were super excited about it, and I had all these guys, and I remember you used to think they were the weirdest figures ever, because they yeah. were. Oh, and they were big vibrators. <laughs> it's like, so, I think they've, everyone's always questioned why WCW decided that kids wanted to play with vibrating wrestlers. I'm going like, to need you to, like, Google that and, like, see if that's, like, a common thing. Because that, I don't know, that doesn't seem normal to me. That, that, I mean, I can see that happening in, like, a factory somewhere, but that doesn't seem like a normal thing, right? No. That's well, weird. I, clearly, somebody wasn't putting much effort into their WCW vibrators. No. Well, I remember when that thing first came out, I was super excited because... Man, where do they get this stuff? <laughs> Where do they get this stuff? But I remember having the WCW uh, San Francisco toys. And with those, there was no Lex Luger at the time. And Lex Luger, as you know, has always been one of my absolute favorite wrestlers. I've never understood it either. I like, I never got why you loved Lex so much. I thought he was cool during like the Lex Express because he came out of a helicopter and body slammed Yokozuna. Like that's one of the most badass things in wrestling history. But I just, I don't know. And you were you were a big WCW guy too, so I think that kind of played a big factor into you really being into Lex. I just, I, I never got it. With me, my first real exposures of wrestling was at WCW Saturday Night, which I've told you so many times. Like yeah. that was my thing. It was two hours. They used to have so many guys on there. It was one of those times you're not in school. You have all day to do whatever you want and. One of the first action figures I ever got uh, from wrestling, uh, wrestling wise, not ever, was a WCW San Francisco, the Hulk Hogan series one. And then like, oh yeah, well you couldn't do anything because it was just. Yeah. And it, it was just, it was all like solid, right? Yeah. All those figures were yeah. terrible for mostly, <laughs> but then I got like the sting. And so like WCW was my thing because I had the figures yeah. And I always thought Lex was one of these guys that he always he portrayed himself like he was the best. So did, like, it, did he portray himself like he was like a total package? You would almost say he was a complete narcissist. Ah, gotcha. But every time he was on TV, he'd always win. And like I was a massive Sting fan too, so he was Sting's boy. So he's my yeah. boy. Like that's yeah. that's the thing. And then. 
right at that time period, the NWO was kicking everybody's ass. And I like Sting, but Sting disappeared. I never, I grew up not liking the Four Horsemen, so I couldn't trust the Four Horsemen as a mark. Yeah. Hogan turned on me. Dude, that needs you to and, be its own you, podcast I know, one you day. You and Dave want me to tell that story, and I will. Good. About the time Hulk Hogan turned and how I how I reacted. We need to save it. You're talking about WCW action figures, and I've actually I picked you up another gift. All right. Well, well, you're finding that. Basically, I thought when Lex Luger went up against the NWO and that he was the first guy to beat Hogan clean, and he knocked out every NWO member to do it. And everybody yeah, because he went, had a metal plate in his elbow. Yeah, and everybody went crazy. I was like, this guy is the man. I love this guy. <laughs> All right, well... Yeah, it would have been a great tie-in if this were Lex Luger, but it's not. It's Diamond Dallas Page versus Kevin Nash. And if you remember in episode one, when I picked you up those street racers. Yes. Here's another one of those. If you can actually see in there, I don't I know. Uh, why would they make street racers? But then again, I'm buying them now, so I'm, I'm giving yeah. you the money for them. Yeah, so add this to your, your tally. This was two bucks. Um, Big spender. Yeah. Okay. This one I was pretty pumped about. This is Manager Series 1. And I was surprised there was no Cornette in Manager Series 1. When did he come into the Bone Crunchers line? I think that was that one that you had earlier with Honky Tonk, man. Cause... Okay, so he was in, in Series 3 then? Because I don't think – I don't know if he ever had a two-pack because I don't – I think well, by, he, the, he, by the yeah, time he, he managed Yokozuna. With Yoko and Brett, uh, not Brett, uh, Owen, Bulldog, and those guys, and Vader, I don't think he was ever in the packs with them, was he? Maybe not. Because I, right. I think at that day, maybe had broken off just by the end of that, because it was that line between Bendham's and then Jack's. So here is Mankind and Paul Bearer. And I thought this one was kind of cool because, you know, Paul Bearer turned on Undertaker. And I've always loved that Boiler Room Brawl match. So I just thought this one was pretty sweet. I got this for 8 bucks. Do you remember um, how weird with... that Boiler Room was, though? Back yeah, in time? and it comes with the urn. I like that a lot. Like, I have a WWF magazine here because probably from 96 is when I used to buy the magazines to then get pay-per-view recaps when they would Dude, do Dude, I got a bunch of old ones in my closet. Yes, we have to do one about those someday. But I remember with that, too, it was, it was way more violent. There was no commentary. And Mankind won. And you always expect yeah. The Undertaker to win. Oh, yeah. And you would have thought, like, Mankind was just, like, Kama and Undertaker and people like that before him that would lose. Well, I mean, you also thought, like, you also thought that Taker would win his Buried Alive match. I mean, he is the Undertaker. All right, so this one right here, I uh, you actually know about this one. I sent you a picture of this one. And sometimes it's and, scary uh, how, uh, like, in sync we, well, we're not in sync. Though, sometimes you feel like a Joey Fatone. But when you sent me this and... I was like, how the heck is this like the figure you picked up when I was looking it up the night before to replace it myself and finding like $30 price tags? Yeah, I found it for $8. This completed my uh, WWF Manager's uh, Bone Crunching Action Manager Series 1. This is Bob Backlund and the Sultan, a.k.a. Junior, a.k.a. 
Rikishi Fatu. This is kind of a cool set, especially for eight dollars. Yeah, and like at the time, were you really expecting someone to get like the Sultan to get a figure? And I mean, to have Bob Backlund have a figure? I can tell you that I I never had either of these ever. Well, so that's kind of cool to me. The thing is, I did have both of those, and I have no idea where the Sultan went. Sometimes figures just disappear. What happened to Backlund? Did you lose him at the Bear the Bear River? All right. So up when I was younger, up at our camp, there's a river. And my sister and I would make it a point to take all the wrestling figures and Barbies and everything, everything we own pretty much down to this river. And basically they'd be like on boat rides and they'd have, they'd have a buddy system and there was class systems and so, like, they'd be 10 at a time, and then they'd go on these kickboards, but they'd be on boats, and they could travel down river. Well, as you know, some wrestling figures can float, and other ones can't. Bob Yeah, some don't. <laughs> and Bob Backlund can float. But yep. what Bob Backlund you know can't who, you float? Know who, you know who can't? You know who can't, Joe? Buff Bagwell. <laughs> Has, Hasbro Earthquake. Oh, you have a... Yes. So, this we're, we're going to go into this, actually... But Bob Backlund cannot float. Uh, well, Bob Backlund can float. What am I saying? I don't know! Bob Backlund yeah. can float. But what Bob Backlund can't take is you throwing a rock, me, actually, throwing a rock, at him, hitting him direct in the head, separating his head from body. So <laughs> they're taking off two different parts down a current, and we never yeah. find the head again. <laughs> Bob oh. Backlund... So you decided to put Flash Funk's head on. So when we did our action figure pay-per-views years later, you have all these heads and arm pieces, and, well, they match. So you said, you, you had a story, Earthquake, right? Went down the... Yeah, Earthquake. Um, I lost him at Dundee Park in Wyndham when I was a kid, and I remember I cried. Now, did you, like, go up and down the Dundee Park to find him? I feel like he washed up somewhere else? Yeah. Because when I had Bendy figures... One time, I think it was a Mabel one, went missing when I was hanging with my friend Atticus at the time. And yep. he, when we found him, he was, I would say, 200, 300 yards down, down the beach. Holy smokes. Yeah, which is weird because Bendham's, like, they're just hard, pla hard rubber that doesn't freaking, it doesn't float or it shouldn't have that much of a pull to it. But then the other one we lost in the Bear River was a Buff Bagwell yeah. figure. So it's been a running joke forever that those old 99, 98 WCW Buff Bagwell, the one that came in the wheelchair, yep. he is gone. He's done. Uh, when I think I spent about an hour and a half in ice-cold river water trying to find this guy. I think he got buried under a, no buried under a rock and, well, had to buy a new one. Yeah, I lost him, like I said, Dundee Park on the dock. And I remember my dad even swam all the way across the beach to see if he washed up on the other shore on the opposite end, mm -hmm. which was like way further than I'd ever go for my kid. If I had, one. <laughs> <laughs> I would just, I would just said, Hey, tough luck kid. Like get over it. You know? So I actually made a mistake that I have to correct. I said, uh, that last one with backlit and the Sultan finished my manager's one series, but that was only half of it. Um, so I got Clarence Mason, uh, Clarence Mason, <laughs> Clarence Mason here. And, uh, one of Joe's favorite figures, 
Crush. Well, you know, you need all those Crush figures. You bought a Crush last week. No. No, no I you didn't. bought Chains. Ch yeah, see, they're not the same, bro. All right, <laughs> this figure. I I said I didn't show you the box or anything, but I sent you a picture of the figure's face. Okay. And I need you to, to zoom in on this. All we right? will because first, first. If, if, if you've ever wondered about an action figure having a coke problem, <laughs> this is the one. <laughs> this is the one right here. You need to see. They didn't call him Wild Man this for no Mark reason. Yeah, this is Mark Marrow and Sable. You know how big of a Sable fan I was. And uh, Sable's, like, moving around in here. Those are crappy figures, like still. Oh, Those... they are. A lot of, like, a lot of these are, honestly. But Well, the girl figures especially, because they're just, I mean... like, all body and then two arms. Yeah, and the boobs aren't even the same size, which I guess is actual science. But this one you don't know about. And I know you're going to be super jealous, bro. I'm going to be super jealous. Yep, because if you look on... This is a special edition. Four set. Brett. Vince. All right, I do have another shit. I think that makes three <laughs> psycho sits. But the, real psycho? the fourth... Right? The fourth. You're a girl. Sunny. Dude, I loved this Sunny. This one, and then there's a black skirt, white top, Sunny. Yeah, that one's right here on the back of the yep. box. Yeah, and uh, I would say that it was mine, but at a certain point, my sister wanted to have her own action figure federation, so she took all the sunnies that I had and made them commissioners. And was it? Did she? Yeah, except that sounds like a Chrissy that move. Is a total Chrissy move. But then again, in a total Joe move, I basically gave her all my doubles and and shittier figures. <laughs> Oh, you mean like what you did for me? Thanks, bro. You're a real pal. Uh, hey, those Ninja Turtles I gave you were in good quality. No, they were. But I also went picking stuff up at the retro store. What, Dude, you found something? You didn't tell me All you right, found something. All right, so I something. did find something at Strange Main, which, unfortunately, Coast City was a complete bust. Yeah, they kind of like typically have same old, same old. Which is a shame because um, they're like one of the best run they're one yeah. of the they're the cleanest they're the well, most well put together and oftentimes they do have good stuff like i feel like they have scouts that they send out there to find things and then i went to the other guy your favorite but they were closing up by the time i arrived which was 30 minutes early I of course em. so yeah clearly they were working real hard but it didn't look like they oh, had yeah. anything new when I peeked through the window. Well, we just don't have it. No. <laughs> we don't, <laughs> no, we don't, we don't, we don't even have sell merch. That. No, we don't so have that. So then I went up to Strange Main, and they were closed for lunch or something yeah. like that. You, yeah, you said they were, they were closed, but they weren't, but you couldn't get yeah. in. So it's really confusing when you go to somebody's glass door, and it says, come right on in. Sorry, we'll be back in just a moment. And on the right side is a light-up sign that says open. Open. So I'm like, all right, uh. which one supersedes which? Like, <laughs> are you open? Are you out back? Door's not opening. All right, fine. You're not there. I'm going to text, yeah. give Jeff sort of an update of what's going on. And obviously, yeah. if somebody knows, podcasts don't happen in a vacuum and ideas. And if you're just yeah. friends and you also would both go into wrestling shows, which we'll talk about 
there's there's plenty of thoughts and texts going on. And then I watch another yeah. couple walk up. They want to come in, close. And I'm like, all right. It's not just yeah. me pounding on somebody's door downtown Portland looking crazy like <laughs> everybody else. Yeah. I look through the window, and you know Strange Maine. They, have a, they always have that, like, display in their window of a bunch of weird stuff that they buy. On the left side, yeah. yeah. And one time, and I had a picture of it, it was Hulk Hogan. Hogan. What? <laughs> on the beach with like some Hulk Hogan, <laughs> brother. Hulk Rogan. <laughs> like a hand coming Didn't out. <laughs> Didn't work for me, dude. Brother, I still have a U-shaped hairline. A hand brother. a hand coming out of the ground and Toxic Avenger. And I think yeah. I Instagrammed it like, oh, this sounds like a sweet day at the beach. Hogan and Toxie yeah. hanging out. But anyway, I look up in the window. First thing I see fits my description of what I need to buy for stupidness. It is a Ninja Turtle carrying bag, Dude. and it's sports-related. It doesn't even say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just by itself. It says Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Sports. What? And look at friggin' Leo, the, I think he's the running back, with his deflated football. So, obviously, he's a patriot. Oh. And then we have friggin' Bebop getting demolished. But I was like, all right, whatever the price is, just because Jeff wants me to find something cool, this has to be done. Fuck. Yeah, is that like is that like lunchbox size? Uh, I think it's gym bag. It's gym bag size. And it's got like a yeah, really? it's got like a plastic contraption in here too. Oh jeez. Okay, yeah, it's a lot bigger now that I yeah. see it that way. But five bucks, I was like, alright. Plus Dude, that's a good find. Plus it gave me something to carry around things for the rest of the night. Yeah. Then I go over to the corner, and I saw a starting lineup. Oh and uh, so the thing with starting lineups is you never know if, like, it's players who don't mean anything. But I look up, and I'm like, yeah. uh, that's Red Sox, and that looks like a shortstop. That's friggin' Noma. Noma. Noma Gassiapara. And I had to get it. And it was like yeah, that's pretty six sweet. bucks. All right. And two players. Jim Edmonds. I mean, you're a baseball guy. You like Jim Edmonds. Are those the... All right, so you got those those two things. Well, not just that. So then I go over into the corner, and I'm like, well, I remember these books being here uh, a couple of visits before, and I kicked myself for not buying them. And then when I went with you when you were in town, I didn't see it. So I checked one more time, and they were there. I picked what? up mid-90s. Disney adventure books. Dude, I don't know that I've ever seen. What are those? Dude, so back in the day, you could get a subscription to these. And they look like TV guys. They were like, so they'd have, they'd have like this mashup cover. So like yeah. Iago with dinosaurs. It's such a, like a thing for the time period. But then like. Like real talk, like that covers everything that I love. Right oh, there. I'm going to show you some of these other ones. But then you get like comics in it. So you get Darkwing Duck. Um, what? What? I never know about. You get like an article about the upcoming, like movies of the time period, or video games. Wow. Uh, this guy right here, he's gonna teach you about how to make a dummy. Oh. Uh, he's the wax wizard. I didn't. Hey, what's on the back of that one? On the back. Aladdin for the Tiger <laughs> Electronic. Don't. Don't tell me you ever owned that. I had so many of these. I might actually own this. I'm an Aladdin mark. 
So let's. I'm. I'm gonna show you another one that's super of the time period. VR troopers. And in the corner, I have no. Oh, it's. You can meet the TV stars of VR troopers. Hey, hold on, real quick. Turn that around again to the back and hold it up to your face. <laughs> oh, no, hold on. I think we found our thumbnail. <laughs> Dude, that looks ridiculous. Pull it. All right, wait. What is Twizzlers up to? If what? I just said, hey, I want you to pull it, peel it, play with it, and eat it up. I'd say you're watching movies that are inappropriate, or it's a ripoff of Bop It. <laughs> I'd say, whoop, whoop. Oh, and look at this. You can get tips on how to rock at NBA Jam. And then you can get Angels in the Outfield, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. On VHS. Clamshell. You know what? I'm yeah, I'm not really a fan of baseball, but I'll tell you, I love I love baseball movies. All right. Future episode, we are going to rank the best the best baseball movies from the 90s. Okay. I'm glad you put a time period okay. on it. Now. Hold on. It's your... Show me one more. All right. Show I'm going to show more. you two that I don't think are as important. Hunchback and Bart and Lisa. Yeah. But talk about this mashup. Dean Kane with the Beagle Boys. Wait, are the, there are those? Are they from Darkwing Duck? Ducktales. That's right. Okay. And yeah. then there's an ad for Aladdin on the Super Nintendo on the back. What a that which is an which is one of the best games and ever. And what's the slogan here? This is gonna be the podcast episode subtitle. Angle it down a little so I can see it. More fun than a barrel of a booze. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So I'm glad you showed me all those. All, now all you the, were able to carry I, those. Luckily, I had the bag, and with the bag, I went in their little 50 cent bin. Yeah. So I picked up a little Yoshi. You got it. Yoshi is the best. And then Earl from Dinosaurs. I was gonna say, is that Earl from freaking Dinosaurs? What does he look into? <laughs> so these were like uh. Toys from McDonald's or Burger King? Six Dynamotion-powered dinosaur toys like Earl and everybody's favorite... Let me guess! Baby! So you could, like, squeeze in the back here, and you can oh, see sweet. him mess with his pail. And I have Sinclair, and I have the daughter, and I don't know, like... My mom was picking these things up. She's feeds a goddamn addiction. And then finally... Yeah, she does. I found a Fruit Loops car... <laughs> All right, that is uh, that's where we gotta draw the line. A Fruit Loops racing car. What do you think that came from? You know, I think it was when like you could use point totals. Did you ever? I was gonna did say you ever like, those mail aways for Kool Aid, where if you got a certain amount no, of Kool Aid, but I know you did. Yes, when you got a certain amount of <laughs> Kool Aid swag was cool because it was like. If you drink a lot of Kool-Aid and then you cut out the little parts, you get points and then you could get specialized items from a catalog. What's the difference in Kool-Aid points and Marlboro points? One gives you diabetes and the other gives you cancer. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's ridiculous <laughs> to me. I just realized that like we have been we have been being <laughs> trained to try to smoke enough packs to buy the kayak since we were like 10. And it's like, where did it start? Well, I wanted the specialized Kool-Aid pouring jar that looked like the Kool-Aid man. So I drank all yeah. the Kool-Aid I could. And then I also got a car that has Kool-Aid logo on it. And you could get a, um, 
specialized Kool-Aid skipper from Barbie and from the Barbies line there. Like the oh okay skipper. I think gotcha. what skipper is Barbie's niece. Yeah. Or something like that. But it would have like a personalized Kool-Aid outfit from Kool-Aid points. All right, so I'm glad you mentioned that you were able to carry all that stuff in the uh, Turtles gym bag because I wanted to circle back around like I mentioned at the beginning. Um, you also got to carry your sting mask in there, and I wanted to bring up that text message you sent me because I have been wearing you down about this girl for a long time. Okay, well, and I think you finally succeeded. Uh, so yeah. the first thing is, uh, yes, I did pick up a sting mask because I do know how much you love that my camera likes to autofocus on my Ultimate Warrior mask here. Yeah. I got a Macho Man over in the corner. I think I pulled out a Power Rangers Red Ranger one earlier to put somewhere. But I figured $5 for a Sting mask is pretty cool. It reminds me of... You can't beat that. Remember the one where the multiple Stings came out? Well... Do you, do you, do you remember when Sting, in face paint, wore his own mask? Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> from the... Yeah. Well, anyway, five bucks. I was like, all right, I'm going to pick me up a Sting mask. Why yeah. not? And then the other thing I had to pick up because I just, you know what? Let the wallet bleed. Yeah, at that point. When, when you're at the event, got to get the program. Uh, now, what was it about the program you didn't like, you were, you were telling me? Well, first thing I wanted to do, didn't care about the pictures. I just said, fall out, fall out, fall out, fall out. Uh, that wasn't right. Fall out, fall out. Okay, why is there nothing here? Oh, look, it opens up. What am I missing here? Where are the matches? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I've been collecting these things forever. Where the yeah. heck are the friggin'... I want to know who's fighting who. Even if it's, like, kind of off because somebody got injured and didn't show up. Yeah. Like, I want to have that as a keepsake. I'm that kind of guy. Yep. Nothing. 15 bucks. Great pictures and everything, yeah. but... Nope. And then... Yeah. Because I needed a shirt, and they gave you one of, like, seven options. Yeah. One was for Rhonda, who wasn't there, even though she went to Bangor. Or as she Not called Bangor. it. Yeah. Rhonda. Had to pick it up. Yeah. Dude, that's that's dope. Yeah. Whoa, I'm actually just noticing the logo on the back. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty – that's nice. I mean, that could also be, you know, the name of the FX TV show coming back. You know, You just don't know. If, if somebody just goes, if, like, you were in the other room and you're shaving and all of a sudden on the TV it just goes, this summer on FX, justice has returned. The shield. Vic Mackey is away from the desk and back at it again with a new crew, a new attitude. Then it will go, bam, 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 bam. He's not a cop. He's Al Capone with a badge. Bam, 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 bam. But Lem, I had to, right, buddy? She just took the kids, Corinne. They're gone, Shane. This summer, the Shield revival. Is that what it's called? Say yeah. Is it Shield or Return for Justice? Not revival. <laughs> the Shield revival. It's uh. Dude, did they match up? It's it's it's, it's Chickless Dawson Wilder. <laughs> Facing up against their most, in, most hits <laughs> Say yeah! And then it's just like a montage of them all beating up people on the street. 
Yeah, and then Vic is beat up by the B team. And then and then Vic hands them over guns, and they're like, no guns, just fists. Yeah. All right, so we're getting off track. Well, yeah. Tell them about tell them about. So it. I had to send you this message. The first match was Sasha Banks versus Ruby Riot of the Riot Squad. And I have never been a big Sasha Banks person. And I know when you're online, people just... There's a lot of people that will white knight any diva because they think that makes them, like, really noble or something. And I am as harsh on them as I would be about male wrestlers. I think if they're not good, they're not being good. If their storyline sucks, it sucks. It just... Hold them to the same standard. If that's what that's what they're going for. I think that's more respectful. Yeah. With Sasha, I've always felt like she's playing a wrestler. She's not... She's a wrestler. But she's playing something... And I've never bought into it. And it finally struck me last night when I watched all the girls walking around in their Sasha Banks merchandise, Sasha Banks glasses, and then one of the girls in line with her Sasha Banks tights, and uh, the tights were working for her. <laughs> How are you doing? How are you doing? She was a legit boss, too. No, oh, yeah. But I finally realized she is there, John Cena. She is, like, yep. the one that they vicariously live through because they want to be the boss. They want that empowerment that they feel from yep. her. And I think they get it. And that crowd was so hype. I think I have a... When that theme song hit, did, did they go nuts? I have video of them just erupting for her. People just... They bought into everything she did. So it made the match yep. with her and Ruby, like, you know, people were invested in it. And it actually, yeah. so the good and bad thing, I know you texted me about the show being unreal on the NWA side. And I think with Ring of Honor, they have the same thing where they can go balls to the wall because yeah. that's where they can make their money of how good the matches are. WWE, I think they just do it to be good, but to keep their players healthy for the yeah, thing they make play the most it safe. So a lot, there was a lot of crowd play and chain yeah. wrestling and things like that that nobody was going to kill themselves tonight. Even the guys who yeah, normally which, kill which themselves. Which I enjoy, though. They were, like, Seth Rollins and guys like that, even his stuff was just kind of like, I'm going to dive to the outside of the ring, but I'm not flipping. Uh, yeah. He did a suicide dive to the outside of the ring, and he basically landed on his feet. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you're not purposely falling over tonight when no cameras are really on you yeah so banks i finally got i i realized that if she's not for me i'm a charlotte becky like i think they fit the mold more to what i think a wrestler is but i yeah. finally got banks and why people are so hype on her anyway that match broke down and it became the riot squad came out but here's what you, you're like, oh, you're following the players now again. You're back into it. Yeah. Not as observant as I thought I was. I watched the Riot Squad come out, and I texted her. And I'm like, the Riot Squad has come out to interfere now. Then Bailey came out, and Dana... Pause, pause real quick. You know what's funny? <laughs> when you when you sent me that text, we had a 13-year-old boy at his bar mitzvah <laughs> up in a chair. And everyone is just doing their thing for the hurrah, and it was hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Well, Bailey and Dana Brooks came out. They stopped the Riot Squad. Then I'm watching the match go on because they made it a three-on-three. Three. And I'm like, wait a minute. That is not the Riot Squad. I just saw one of the girls come out with that 
hat that the conductor type hat, the sailor hat that Alicia Fox wears. And yeah. then I'm staring and I'm like, wait a minute. What? Her shirt says crazy like a fox. Huh. Why would she wear Alicia Fox's merchant? Wait a minute. That's Alicia Fox. <laughs> You're an idiot, Joe. That's Alicia Fox. That's not the full That's Riot awesome. Squad. So oh, then man. that match happens. And I got to say, I was hyped to see Bailey. You know how much I love Bailey. And I, oh, if man, I want to be one of those negative Bayley. wrestling fans about how they ruin all my NXT people, I could go on forever about how they've messed up Bailey. But you yeah. know what? She's making her living. And she did a liner for your other podcast. So clearly she's having yeah, she fun did. doing what she's doing. And yeah. when you think about complaining about how these guys are being booked, if they're not crying, maybe you shouldn't either for them. They're fine. No. I had a one yeah. with the Revival later when they lost to the B team. And you know how that would bug me. Oh, I yeah. just love the Revival so much. And I don't think they're getting a fair shake. But you know what? I don't think they're hurting. And they're having fun. No, and right. and yeah. I, at a certain point, started just being like, B team, B team, go, go, go. And yeah. the crowd loved it. They were super over. What are you going to do? Are you going to get that upset about it? I'll tell you what I was yeah. upset about, though. And you said you never need to hear me say this phrase again. What was the text I sent you? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it. You're saying it. I'm not bringing that up. All right. So I have seats back near the railway and so i get to see all, all these guys super up close like during the entire night byron sexton was like probably a couple inches away so i could hear him getting all his directions of what he was supposed to do during the night i got to shake data brooks's hand and like <laughs> the one thing i definitely noticed was ginger mahal has a very hairy ass <laughs> that's it it's over we're done. We've been canceled. It's over. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm just glad that there wasn't a picture or a video attached to that text message. No, my phone was dying by that point. Plus, you know, I figured Good. you probably didn't want a close-up of Ginger's hairy ass. No, man. Like, it looked like Razor Ramon's body hair. <laughs> Ginger's outside his trunks. Uh, it looked like Albert's back. <laughs> It looked like that Albert figure that I sent you. Yeah, that's terrible. At some point, it stopped being skin, and it was just gender. Gender. So so I did get up close and personal with Ginger's butt, but I did get up close and personal with Jim Cornette at the NWA 70th anniversary show today. That, that was incredible. Just being able to meet Jim Cornette, but not only him. All right. And this pumped, my... this got me pumped as a WCW guy because yep. I feel like anytime I'm around wrestling, I have to talk WCW. And even yeah. what was the funny thing that I sent you? I said, how does WCW follow me to shows 15 years later? The match they showed in the Titan Tron was the Alliance versus Team WWE, even though yeah. it really wasn't WCW by that point. It was still showing yeah. a WCW match 17 years later in an arena. You're going to have to splice in my picture with these two guys. But here's the other one. I also got to meet Tony Schiavone. It was awesome. There he is, Joe. There's, <laughs> there's your boy. And the cool thing about meeting Cornette, all right, so I paid for the meet and greet, but I walk up to him and I go, 
Yeah, Hulk Hogan, he's a household name, but so is garbage. And Cornette picks right up from his old promo, and he goes, and that stinks when it gets old, too. And then I shook his hand, and we met each other, snapped the picture. It was awesome, dude. The show was really good, too. Cornette did commentary, so I kind of want to watch it back on the Fight Network and just to, like, hear him. Uh, but Cody Rhodes and Nick Aldis tore the house down. Two out of three falls match. Nick Aldis ended up beating him clean, took, you know, took off with the title. Which kind of has uh, me hyped that I am now, like, I think I'm going to have to go to that Ring of Honor show because you've been telling me that yep. that's the one you got to see these guys, and they're up yeah, here. Man. So you gotta, I got to see Cody in person, which is funny because yeah. when he's in WWE, I'm not, he was just been part of the package, and I have no. Yeah. You know what? I don't think I, uh, you know what? I went, have you I, seen him live? I'm trying to remember if – so there was a, a house show that happened the 27th or 28th of December in, like, 08 or 09. And, yeah, he would have been, been there, well, right? Well, him or Ted DiBiase Jr., one of the two was injured, and so they were tagging with Manu. Oh, I remember that, So yeah. I can't remember if I didn't – which one of, the, of them I didn't see, if it was huh. Cody or Ted. I don't know, man. I'm not sure. But yeah, but Joe went to a wrestling show. I went to a wrestling show, and I and got, I got my uh, tweet about WWE in Portland on their little Titantron, and I was able to capture it on my phone for like half a second. Dude, that's sweet. I was like, these whippersnappers don't know what it's like to have their wrestling shows without little mini Titantron screens when you just would walk yeah. out underneath the bleachers and yep. underneath the stairway, and you'd have a different because. The Civic Center now is that screen's on the floor, and then they walk from the side in to the ring. But when we were growing up, it was like how you'd watch Madison Square Garden, and it, that camera would be straightforward for the entranceway you ramp. You know, I haven't listened to a word you just said. I just realized you're wearing a Lex Luger shirt, and you told me how big of a Lex Luger fan you were earlier. I'm just realizing that. So besides wrestling this weekend, I made a full day of letting my wallet just completely get annihilated. Uh, I made sure to go see Halloween 2018 in theaters. And I'm a big Halloween what? guy. Yeah. And I wanted to go see that so bad. I'm pretty sure I was. Everybody wanted right. to go see that thing because I spent. I didn't know that you went to that. I'm kind of pissed about that. <laughs> Honestly, I'm kind of mad right now. Well, I'm gonna challenge you to go see it because I have thoughts about this movie. So for Jeff, my name's Joe. This has been Pop Culture Paradise, and I just want to confirm this. Jeff, do you promise to go see this movie? Hey, man, promise.